Welcome to the Empowered Eating and Living Podcast, where we dive into your inner world to explore all of the psychological, emotional, energetic, and spiritual components that may be influencing your struggle with food and eating. I'm your host, Sarah Emily Spears, a trained psychotherapist and energy worker who recovered from my own eating disorder. And now I help women just like you do the inner work to address the real issues keeping you stuck in your problematic eating patterns. Because I assure you, your problem with food is about way more than food. So join me and guest experts as we discuss the psychology of eating and healing and empower you with tangible steps you can take today to begin to improve your relationship with food and yourself from a place of true nourishment and care. Hello. Uh, It's already November, if you can believe it, which means the holidays are rapidly approaching. And most likely, if you struggle with emotional eating or food cravings, this is around the time when your anxiety may start to increase. There can be an anticipatory anxiety because of all the food that you're going to be around and be exposed to in the coming months at the parties and the holiday gatherings and the celebrations. And on the one hand, we absolutely love this time of year because let's be real. We love the foods we get to eat. And simultaneously, we can dread this time of year because as much as we love those foods, we sometimes feel like we can't control ourselves around those foods. And that is not a feeling that you love, right? The feeling of going into a party and not being able to trust yourself around the foods to be able to eat what you want, enjoy what you want, and stop when you're satisfied Because there's this force or power that kind of takes over and makes you, you know, to continue to eat until you're uncomfortably full. There's a tipping point. It's like we want to reach that sweet spot where you can go into a a celebration feeling confident knowing I'm allowed to eat the foods that I like. I'm allowed to eat them in quantities that feel good for my body. And I know that when I feel satisfied, I'll be able to stop with some and not feel like I have to continue to eat more and more and more, right? It's the worst feeling thinking I can't be around that food because I can't control myself around the food. The good news is today I'm going to explain to you one of the theories and reasons why you crave these foods at the holidays and why it may feel like you can't control yourself around the foods and a process that you can learn and use to help break your brain's attachment to foods you literally, through a tapping process, can change how the brain responds to the sight, smell, taste of food, even to the thoughts of foods. This is one of my all-time favorite tapping processes, and I've decided that I'm going to host a virtual live food craving tapping workshop specifically to address all of your holiday foods that you're worried you won't be able to control yourself around. We're going to be doing these workshops live in November and in December. I will give you all of the information at the end and in the show notes, but I would love to invite you to participate in that with me if after this episode you're feeling the call. It is so much fun and I'm really excited to teach you about it. So let me start by teaching you about one of the reasons why your brain so highly craves these holiday foods. And the principle is this, your brain projects onto certain food items, positive emotions. In psychology, we call this transference. It's the process of transferring something 
into an object. That object could be onto a person, but in this case, it's onto a food. If you think of all of your most highly craved foods, the foods that you really can't control yourself around, these are the foods that you say, I can't have just one, or I can't keep them in the house, or maybe you go out of your way to get the foods because they've been on your mind all day, or you've been literally dreaming about them all week, kind of strategizing and scheming about when you can go get them. I know because I've been there, and sometimes it still happens, and that's entirely okay. My point is that those foods are the foods that your brain has transferred really positive emotions onto. Think about it. A craving is we crave these foods because we anticipate that they're going to taste good and thereby make us feel good. The craving is attached to getting a new feeling or experience, right? You're not craving the food because you're going to feel the same. You want that feeling of comfort. That's why they're called comfort foods. And this applies to any substance, alcohol, cigarettes, drugs, right? These are substances that change our state, our state of being, even if it's just a momentary shift, a momentary sense of pleasure, a momentary spike in dopamine and serotonin levels, a momentary um, sort of numbing of the uncomfortable energies, That is why your brain is attached to these foods. And so in your mind, your brain, this highly sophisticated machine, literally has recorded all of your eating experiences over your lifetime. And it remembers the times you ate specific foods at specific moments in your life and what was going on and how it felt. And this is especially true for celebrations and holidays because these are special occasions. And so oftentimes, if for you, holidays are something that you consider to be fun and you look forward to and it's positive and you get to see family and you gather around the table and everyone's eating special treats and feasts and you absolutely love this. And as a child, you looked forward to it and this was some of the most fun that you had then it's very likely that in your brain, a lot of the foods at the holidays are going to have a very, very strong positive emotional um, attachment or emotional state transferred onto them. So in your mind, there's a positive mental association. Your brain associates these foods with feeling good. And when that happens, we no longer eat those foods simply for physical nourishment or because it tastes good. We eat those foods because we want to get a fill of the feeling. I'm going to say that again because it's important you get it. You're going to eat the foods you most highly crave that your brain associates with positive memories and positive feeling states that your brain associates with fun or celebration or comfort. You are going to eat those foods past being physically satisfied, way beyond being full, because you're not just eating those foods for physical nourishment. You are eating those foods to get a fill of the feeling. That is what is going on on a subconscious level. That is how strong and powerful your subconscious mind is because it overrides the conscious logical part of your brain that says, I know I'm not hungry. I don't need to eat anymore because the subconscious part is like, yeah, but this feels so good. I want to continue to feel this way. So I'm going in for more. 
And you're going to be especially prone to want to eat more and more of these highly craved comfort foods if you're in a situation that may feel somewhat uncomfortable, right? So if you experience some social anxiety or you're going to be some family members where there's been a little bit of tension or you're just super stressed and overwhelmed because you've been planning the entire holiday and you've been shopping for gifts and you've been making dishes all day in the kitchen and your body and your nervous system is really stimulated and overwhelmed, if not dysregulated, right? These are going to be the vulnerability factors that are going to make you more prone to want to eat to try and self-soothe or get an even greater fill of the positive emotions if you're experiencing some uncomfortable inner emotions in response to whatever the holidays are bringing up for you. Now, when you understand that your brain has transferred positive emotions into certain foods. These are going to be the foods that you most highly crave. And you understand that your brain has an emotional attachment to those foods that exist beyond reason or logic. Then it makes sense why we can feel so out of control around these foods and why willpower alone isn't enough to break the attachment or to break the pull, the force that is driving you over to the food to eat more and more of it. What can we do then to break the emotional attachment to food? Well, one of the best processes I have yet to discover is emotional freedom technique and tapping. I'm going to save another podcast to talk about emotional freedom techniques in its entirety because it is worthy and deserving of an entire episode. But for today, I'm just going to talk about one technique in particular that has to do with tapping on food cravings. Now, I first discovered this process from Brittany Watkins. She was one of my teachers. She taught me this tapping technique specifically to break food cravings, and it is incredible. I have yet to discover a technique that works quite as well and quite as quickly as this. It, for me, was really almost, um, I was going to say mind-blowing, but I would say uh, perplexing because I just couldn't understand what was happening and how it was working and why at the start of the session, my desire to eat a food was 10 out of 10. And at the end of the session, I felt neutral around the food. The desire had shifted and subsided and I could easily throw away the food without flinching or hesitation. And there had been times in my life where I would go back into the garbage historically to pull food out of the garbage that I had thrown away to prevent myself from eating it. And in this situation, there literally was just no attachment to the food anymore. I could throw it out and not think about it again for the rest of the day, right? And so the way that this process works our understanding, at least thus far, of how it works is that it starts to shift how the brain and the neural networks in the brain respond to the thought of certain foods, to the sight of certain foods, to the smell, to the taste, to the texture of foods. You can literally tap to start to weaken the neural associations with these specific aspects of the food, including the emotional aspect of the food right? 
However you anticipate a food is going to make you feel, there is an emotion there that you associate with the food. And with emotional freedom technique, we're freeing emotional energies from the body, from the mind, and we can really separate whatever emotions are connected or paired with certain foods in your brain. It is absolutely fascinating how it works, and it does work. Now, science is always a little bit behind the practices, right? So there is a little bit of research that's starting now to support what I've experienced, what hundreds of my clients have experienced, which is that tapping does in fact reduce the mental attachment, the mental obsession, your brain's desire, gotta have it, desperation for certain foods. It just does. But science is starting to support this sort of knowledge already. And so I'm going to share with you a study. There's a researcher. Her name is Dr. Peta Stapleton. She's a researcher in Australia, and she's one of the leading researchers around EFT. And she has specifically researched using EFT to reduce food cravings. And to me, what's really exciting is that she's done a pilot study where they have taken MRI brain scans of participants' brains pre and post treatment, noticing what regions of the brain light up and are activated when participants think just with their mind, when they think about their highly craved foods. Now, in this study, she used 15 adults and 10 of them were allocated to the EFT treatment, a four-week EFT treatment phase using tapping on the foods that they craved, foods like chocolate chip cookies, burgers, fries, ice cream sundaes. And when they did this, they looked at what regions of the brain were activated. And then four weeks later, after participants had gone through the tapping exercises, they took the brain scans again, showed them the same images of the foods to see what regions of the brain lighted up, got activated. And what they found is that there was a significant decrease in the activation of the participants who received the EFT treatment. In some of the participants, there was actually no activation at all, meaning the regions that had lit up initially weren't being activated. They were just completely quiet. What they found is that the control group, on the other hand, still had activation. And they've done follow-up studies with these participants. I believe they've done six-month and 12-month follow-ups. I don't know that they did the brain scans in the follow-ups, but they found that the reduction in the cravings for these foods persisted months and months later. And I have also found that to be true in my personal experience and with the clients that I've worked with. I personally, when I first did this um, exercise, was, like I said, kind of shocked at the experience, but also super excited because I felt like I had found this key that was going to liberate me from a lot of the mental anguish I was experiencing. Because I'm sure you know that ping pong match in your brain that can just be exhausting when you're thinking about, don't eat this, eat this, don't eat this, eat this. I got to be good, right? Going into the holidays, I'm going to be good. I'm just going to have one dessert. And then you're there and, oh, but there's four others that I want to taste. No, I can't taste them. If I taste them, I'm going to eat them all. And it's like this back and forth, back and forth. And it drives you bonkers. Yes. 
wouldn't it be nice if there was literally no activation at all in those regions of your brain and there was just peace? Ah, that is the power of tapping. And that is the goal of this process is that you just neutralize or at the very least begin to reduce the intensity at which your brain is lighting up, screaming for you to eat something. Because even if the intensity goes from a 10 to a 5, you're now in a position of more personal power. When your craving is 10 out of 10 and your brain is screaming for you to eat something because it wants a fill of the feeling and you're a bottomless pit and you could continue eating that food and more of the food because you're trying to get a fill of the emotional feeling, not because you're physically hungry and you need to nourish yourself. In those moments, it, I mean, willpower oftentimes is useless and it feels like those foods are controlling you. And so if you could even shift that 10 out of 10, gotta have it energy down to a five out of 10, guess what? You now from that space, it's a whole lot easier to make a choice, an empowered choice about what and how much you want to eat. From that place, it's easier to really tune into your body and notice what you're feeling or how hungry you are, right? Or if you actually really even like the taste of the food. And this is one of the most fascinating things that I've seen happen with participants and with myself is when we do tapping on foods that you have an emotional attachment to, especially holiday foods, and you begin to just help support the brain in, you know, breaking the attachment it has to the foods, oftentimes the taste of the food itself can start to change. How crazy is that? I had an experience after I learned this technique where I started using it on my own, on any foods I noticed I craved. And I mentioned for me, my most highly craved foods have typically been things like cookies. So at the holidays, Christmas cookies, game over, you know, I will just eat uncontrollably at times. Cookies on top of cookies on top of cookies. And if I'm baking cookies, forget it. Like I will eat all the dough before it even gets into the oven, right? So I learned this technique. It's Christmas time. I decide, you know what, I'm going to try and make cookies. And I notice I'm starting to eat the cookie dough. And that energy, that momentum is starting to build where I just want more and more. And I start to panic because I'm like, "Uh oh, here I go again. Right. And I said, no, I know this technique. So I paused and I did this tapping process. And I kid you not, after a few rounds, I actually had to spit the cookie dough out because it now looked like dog food to me. I, I literally didn't want to eat it at all anymore. And I just went out and, and baked all the cookies and it was great. No problem. So that's an experience of how it can change. And that's more drastic and dramatic. I'd say normally you will still like the food. You'll still enjoy the food, but there isn't this overwhelming, all consuming, have to have it feeling that's there. And when you remove the emotions that are attached to the food, then you can just taste the food for what it is. And so usually when people then taste the foods after they go through the tapping process, they notice, oh, you know, this really tastes salty or, whoa, this is like almost sweeter than I remember. Or, oh, I can really taste like the chemicals if it's a packaged processed food. 
it's like you can just taste things a little bit more clearly and sometimes it's a little bit more drastic or dramatic and that's simply because you're changing how your brain is perceiving it's going to make make you feel or how good you think it's going to taste and that allows you to be with what actually is and to actually be present to how it is not convince yourself how you think it's going to be so if you are somebody who is feeling nervous about all the food you're going to be around this holiday season you are already giving yourself rules around what you can eat or what you can make or how good you have to be i want to invite you to join me for my holiday food craving tapping workshop we are gonna do it live and in person and i'm going to teach you and take you through the tapping process on some of your most highly craved holiday foods you will actually bring one food item on the call. So we're going to tap with the food there. So you can literally see how your desire for it changes in real time and how your experience of how good it tastes changes in real time. And then we'll do the remaining foods with visualization. What's also incredible is that your brain doesn't know the difference between imagined and real. So it works just as effectively using imagination and visualization as it does having the foods with you. And that's good news because we don't want to have to cook an entire Thanksgiving feast just to do this exercise. And you don't have to, but you can use your mind and your visualization in preparation of the main event that is coming up at the end of these months. So whatever holidays you celebrate, whether it's going to be Thanksgiving, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, you can participate in this workshop with me. They're going to be two and a half hours long so that we can really dive in and do some good tapping work to help break your association. And I think you're going to be really pleasantly surprised and amazed at how you feel at the end of it. And you're going to feel a whole lot more confident going into the holidays, knowing that you've really taken your power back from a lot of the foods you were worried about, knowing that you'll be able to use this process on your own at any point if you notice food cravings are starting to take over your mind, and knowing that you're not helpless and hopeless, that there are actually tangible things that you can do to change how your brain is wired in response to foods. So if you want to participate, I'm going to leave all the information in the show notes. You can read up on the event. You can sign up today. I'm going to be offering a discount code for the next two weeks. So you can get a 50% off discount to participate in the group. If for some reason you want to participate and you can't make it live, that's okay. You will get the replay a week after the live calls. I can't wait to see you there. It gets to be a holiday gift that you give yourself because honestly, what is better than giving yourself some peace of mind around food and taking your power back so that you can actually enjoy food and the holidays maybe more than you have in a really long time. You deserve that and it is entirely possible that you can experience that this year. Thanks for tuning in to the Empowered Eating and Living Podcast. If you liked today's episode, make sure to follow the show so you don't miss future ones. 
And if you loved it, then please leave a five-star review so that we can share the love with others who may benefit from listening too. 